Welcome back to The Backmarkers, the F1 podcast for new fans by new fans. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by my teammate, Austin Evans. Hi, Austin. <laughs> hello, hello, my friend. I am it's like very... Do they call them co-drivers? No, they don't call them that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a totally a really different struggle. kind of racing. No, no. We're, we're, we're teammates. We're teammates. Yes, and we're teammates. I'm not going to give you the point by, and uh, you got you to sit behind me. I don't care if I'm going to get in trouble in the debrief. Uh, I'm leading the, the podcast, and I will have uh-huh. no other words about it. My elbows are fully extended. What a race. Mike, oh my Can I goodness. just say it? Race of the year so far. And if anything can touch this, I'm in for it. (laughs) If anything can get close to this race, my God, nearly halfway through the season. I think, was it next race is halfway through? Is 22 this time? I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. So we're nearly halfway done. Yeah, because we're getting ready for the break soon too. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Austin, speed out ahead of me. Do the quick recap of the race. All right, all right. My DRS is wide open for the recap. So P1, we've got our buddy Carlos Sainz bringing in his very first win ever, uh, which I think is, I didn't actually realize that before this race. I assumed he just yep. won something, but no, he has never won a race before. And uh, Checo Perez, P2, which uh, he had a very eventful day. Although, honestly, I'm just going to say everyone had an eventful day. I don't think anyone had a boring race whatsoever. Uh, we've got our, our buddy Lewis Hamilton P3. And then once you step off the podium, you've got Leclerc P4. Alonso bringing a really solid P5. Norris P6. Verstappen P7. And our buddy Mick Schumacher, his very first points in F1, finally coming in P8. Then you've got Seb Vettel in P9. And Magnussen for Haas bringing in double points. So they've each got P8 and P10 coming in at, well, P10 respectively. That was incredible. And then was it six DNFs? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Should we do the reverse? Should we actually just go over the people yeah. who did not finish the race? Okay. So, people who did not finish the race, uh, Esteban Ocon, I believe he had a fuel pump issue toward the end, although he was involved yep. in that first uh, first lap collision. We've got uh, Pierre Gasly, who got the black and orange flag. So, they told him to come in and fix something. I wasn't exactly sure what happened, but he did not finish the race. He was also involved mm-hmm. in that. Um, Valtteri Bottas, I do not know. He, uh, I think he retired on lap 20. I have no idea what happened to him because I don't think he was damaged in that. And then that first collab, lap collision says oh, motorsport.com. I was too excited today watching all the podium stuff, so I did not make our own graphics. I would like to thank motorsport.com if you're watching the video version because I'm stealing all of their information today. <laughs> Shout out to motorsport. And then uh, last three, uh, George Russell, Joe Guan Yu, and Alex Albon all were wiped out in that turn one collision. And I do think it's worth a mention that as of right now, uh, and we'll probably talk about that crash in a little bit, but as of right now, Alex Albon, I believe, is still in the hospital for precautionary checks. So hopefully he's yep. all good. Good. He went nose first into the concrete barrier, I think, on the side of the pit wall, I believe. Mm-hmm. I have to watch the replay. Um, but, uh, yep. yeah, hopefully he is I all good. I actually think the worst part for him wasn't so much that. It was then he got, like, ping-ponged around. I think somebody hit him on the right-hand side. Someone <laughs> hit him on the left-hand side. Like, my, I mean, I don't know enough about this stuff, but I'm actually not surprised he's the one that is a little bit in a little bit of a worse way. Yeah, yeah. I, Purely I, because, like, it just the way in which he was hit was just like he was like shaking around. I'm sure that they're checking him out for concussions and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a gnarly impact, as was that whole first thing. Yeah. So uh, Andreas in the chat is mentioning that he was back on the track before the end of the race. So I'm actually not entirely sure about what happened because, I, yeah, he's tweeted he's fine, but it seemed like he went sort of head into that wall. We'll talk about mm-hmm. the crash, but mm-hmm. I think there's a whole. This is gonna be a packed episode, so everyone mm-hmm. strap in. 
tighten your belts. I'm really running out of F1 puns, which is unfortunate because we're three minutes into the episode. But uh, I think we need to talk a little about some of the context before this weekend started because obviously we had uh, a week off last week, you know, the little little bit of a break. And it was filled with, um, shall we say, some controversy, perhaps? Uh, yeah. I don't even know how to like start it. Uh, so... I think it all got kicked off um, by Nelson Piquet. So he did an interview, and mind you, Nelson Piquet was a champion in the ooh eighty seven. I totally guessing on that. Um, but he uh, was quoted in an interview using some very racist language to refer to Lewis Hamilton. Mind you, this is an interview that was originally recorded in, I believe, November of last year, toward the yeah. end of the season, and. Um, Obviously was not cool. And then pretty quickly, I think after a few days or something, another interview from him where he pretty much did the exact same thing was surfaced from a little bit earlier. So yeah, clearly totally unacceptable, clearly completely ridiculous. And I believe, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but it sounds like they're probably just going to ban him from the paddock. Um, I think F1 said that they were banning him, like yeah. he got a ban. But I think like Lewis was kind of just saying, it's like, no, it was... It was Max that was saying that bands don't help, right? Yeah, okay, Max. Uh, but Lewis was kind of just saying, like, these people just... And I loved what he said. I don't know if you caught one of his interviews in the yeah. press conference where he's like, we just need to stop giving these old voices the opportunity to talk because the sport's moving on and we need to hear from younger people, not pe older people. And it's like, that is not a universally true thing, but I get what he's getting at. I think he, my my read from what Lewis was saying there was he was trying to not like necessarily offend any type of specific person. Mm. But I think when he said old people, I think you could, and I could quite easily read it as people with old mindsets. Yeah, yeah. Not like, oh, this, all old champions after 10 years are banned from the paddock. No, I think uh, certain people who might have some older sensibilities might not be quite as welcome. Um, in fact, actually, kind of speaking about that, Bernie Eccleston, the longtime head honcho of Formula oh One, God. he was interviewed. And you might have a little bit more context on this than me. He was interviewed in some, it was like a live interview on like, I don't know if it was Sky or what, but uh, people were asking him for his opinion on it. And it, he was like, oh, it's no big deal. Lewis should brush it off. And also weirdly was talking about why he would take a bullet for Putin. It's just very yeah, bizarre. Like, I just... I just Ugh. saw the headline. I was like, I don't, I do not care about what Bernie Eccleston has to say about anything. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I just saw it and was like, yeah, of course, of course, Bernie Eccleston's an idiot. <sighs> yeah, and of course, like, look, a lot of this too, it, it lends into like there is a connection, right? That Nelson is it Nelson PK is yes. the father of Max Verstappen's girlfriend. That is, I believe, correct. which led yes. to one of the weirdest sentences I've ever heard anybody say, which was. Did Max say, I have spent more time with him than the average person. So therefore, like, and then like, blah, 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 blah. He's not racist. But like, that mm. phrase is so strange. I have spent more time with him than the average person. Though, so therefore, I know he's not racist. And it's uh, like, but the problem is, it was like, it was very strange. This is like, yeah. look, Nelson Piquet said was very casually racist, which yes. can be in some instances, some of the worst stuff because it's like, you're just normalizing it. And yeah. so I'm pleased that so many of the teams, I don't think Red Bull being one of them, spoke out against this. Um, Red Bull have had their own issues mm -hmm. this week. Was it mm -hmm. the guy, is his name? Yuri What's Vips. that guy's name? Yuri Vips, that's it. Yep. I was gonna, I was thinking, is his name Yips? No, that's not, it's Vips. I, I think it's uh, Vips. I think you're right. I think because that makes more sense. If it, like he was saying some stuff on a stream and now he's been kicked out of the Red Bull team 
but still has his F2 seat, I think. Yeah. So, in, you know, with his F2 team. Yeah. So it's the thing, like we are talking about, you know, these older school, um, you know, older racers and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, I mean, Yuri Vips was not only a Red Bull junior, which to be fair, there are quite a few Red Bull juniors, but he was also the Red Bull, uh, reserve, reserve. driver. So that's yeah. like, I mean, in a lot of cases, kind of like the next step up would be to join Alpha Tauri or Red Bull. I mean, like, he was not just like some random Red Bull sort of junior. Like he was very close up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just stupid, right? Just completely stupid. Yep. Um, which, uh, I mean, there's definitely a small part of me, which is like, teams should not let their drivers on as many live streams as they are. It's just, it's just too, like, obviously idiots like this are going to say stupid stuff and get canceled. And like, that's fair. But like, I, I, I will say, I'll, I'll agree with what you're saying, but there is that thing of like, but it does help weed these people out. Which is, I guess, helpful. yeah. But you've got to, but you have got to wonder though, as a team, why do you let these people speak? Yeah, I just look on man, their own. I just think about these these potential future multimillionaires who are going to have these illustrious careers. Why are you letting them live stream playing Call of Duty? I mean, look, I hopefully will never accidentally say something racist, but I'll tell you what: if I'm playing Call of Duty, there's a good chance I'm going to say something stupid that I shouldn't. Maybe not quite to that degree. Yeah, but, but it's like, stupid is different, though, right? Uh, of course, like, totally you can different. say something stupid, and we all say things that are stupid i say things that i don't know are insensitive but i it's the way that you deal with it too right like i've said stuff in the past where it's like i'm sure that this term is fine and then it turns out oh now that it's an ableist term and i wasn't aware yeah but the way that you handle that is with humility and you you know you speak openly to your community and say like yeah i was wrong but like the problem is these people like the pk family are just like this is no problem He's right? old. Like, Leave him alone. Like, we, oh uh, no, but they're no. like, oh, it's all. It, we've always said these kinds of words. I no. think it's like, oh, this is you know. And I've you know, I've I'm, uh, I've been talking with some people. Like, I understand that like this is a thing that older people would say in Brazil, but everybody knows it's wrong now. Yeah. And even if you are an older person, you know it's wrong, but you just try and get away with it by saying, oh, I've always said this. That's but not anyway, the way the world works. Turns out there are bad people. And uh, luckily, we have people like Lewis Hamilton to Lewis did speak a, truth about it. And he did a terrific job, I think, of handling this. he's great at this stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I think over especially the last year or two, like I've always respected Lewis a lot. But I think the way that he handles these situations, because you can imagine, I mean, almost all these situations are such a lose-lose for him. You know, like mm -hmm. he doesn't want to like, push too far, but also he can't be silent. Like, it's, it's such a And like, he also doesn't position. want his entire, like everything he does to just be about racial issues all the time of course but at the same time the guy because he's so great and stuff like this he says yeah. he is now pushing the entire sport forward setting yeah. up charities he has the hamilton commission doing reports like i love him okay yeah, you all know i love him well yeah i mean no surprise but yeah yet again another uh, classy example of sir lewis hamilton yeah being the knight of the formula one round table mm -hmm. mm, i'm gonna go with that one actually mm -hmm. i feel i feel good with that one that was pretty good thanks uh one last thing before we get to the race. The game F122 is out. I, I do wish they would. They, uh, I wish they would get it out in March. Uh, well, They always uh, get it out in July. I wish they would have it out in March. I think it's probably just they need time to like put no, the I know. in the I game. No, I know. I get it. Yeah. Like, I get it. But like, uh, one thing that's missing from the game this year, which I was really bummed about, they don't have that story mode. Oh, the breaking they don't. Point story mode. No, oh, they said they're going to have that every two years. Okay. For the time being, because they do uh, like many of these annual games, they're actually yeah. on a two-year development cycle. Right. And right. they said that 
at least they're going to have it next year and then maybe hopefully every year. But they said with the work of the new tracks and the new cars and the new regulation and the new people in the teams, it was too much work for them to put it in. Uh, I've been playing it on my Steam Deck. Ooh. And I am loving it. I'm living out my fantasies right now. I am, I've am. i just won the world championship as George Congratulations. Russell. Congratulations. I will say that the... Uh, I'm I'm going to assume that the cars aren't accurately balanced because I have been absolutely destroying it in a Mercedes. Like, and I'm playing on like I'm not playing on easy. No bouncing. I was wondering if that was going to happen. No bouncing. I've been playing it not on easy. I've been playing it on like I don't know standard, and I've increased the driver AI. So I get a bit more of a battle out of it, yeah. but still have some of the like. I, st- I still want some of. Like I'm not an F1 driver. I want some of the assists. Uh, but I've been killing it. So I once I've completed this one. I think I'm going to do a career mode then where you create nice. your own driver, create your own team, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Some of the things I've added are weird. Like, hey, you can drive the safety car if you want. It's like, uh, cool. Uh, can I drive the safety car and get everyone really mad at me because I'm driving too slow? Because that's no, the only cool part of the safety car. You can only drive the safety car on like speed laps. Oh. And they've added like five supercars to the game. And they're like really excited about this. I've got Grand Turismo, but thanks. Uh, I appreciate it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, like it looks fantastic, plays fantastic. Um, one of the things I've been really enjoying on the Steam Deck, which is the thing I didn't know you could do, I guess you could do it on PlayStation, but I didn't know. Uh, you know, when you press the button to speak to the engineer, you can actually speak aloud what you want. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I don't that's know if this cool. was in other games. I mean, and like, look, it's not perfect, but yeah. if you say the right thing and just in clear enough ways, so I can like press the button and be like you know race information or whatever it is like and they will just give me all of the info about the race or i can say like box box and you know it's it's that's cool i like that it's a good feature nice. but anyway look this is we just said this is maybe the best race of the year we're not yeah. even talking about it <laughs> man we've got a lot to dig into let's yeah. talk about qualifying though okay. uh, a very rainy qualifying um uh mm-hmm. obviously i was not there at the race but it sounded like right before qualifying started a downpour came in and sort of like uh in, back in canada it was a little unexpected. The teams were kind of caught off guard, and so it was spicy. I will say it was as eventful and as rainy and as treacherous as it was out there. People yeah. were actually, generally speaking, pretty good. There were a couple like good loops. I think uh, there's one great video someone shot trackside of Leclerc mm-hmm. doing a full 360 and kept going. Um, I know Max kind of looped it. Max I mean, did it too. It was slippery. Raw, like uproar. From the crowd when Max was spinning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. But uh, terrific qualifying. And out of absolutely nowhere, our buddy Carlos Sainz takes pole. Mostly because Leclerc, I think he like went off on his final lap. And then Max got caught by a yellow flag. Which, to be fair, Max was very much looking like he was on point to get pole. And uh, But he had to back off a little bit. And so Carlos just sneaks right right in. Yeah, hey, right time, right place. You got to mm-hmm. put the lap in. It doesn't matter. You do 20 fastest laps. If you don't get it in at the last second, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, this is the kind, like I was thinking it at the time. Like These kinds of conditions do not suit or did not suit Max Verstappen's drive style. He mm. is very aggressive, right, which is what makes him a champion. Yeah. But that aggression, I don't know how well that pairs with drenched well, track I, I i mean yeah he was definitely aggressive as was leclerc to be fair i think for mm-hmm. and leclerc both are you know they have confidence that barely fits in their cars sometimes but uh it did seem like max was very likely on 
par for pole. Like, I mean, he was super aggressive, but he was generally speaking, keeping it on the, the gray bit in the middle. Uh, but he was certainly caught out by that yellow flag when Leclerc went around, which did ruin his last lap. So very, very, very likely Leclerc would have probably been up there as well with Max. But obviously, hey, uh, what have, could have, should have, uh, Carlos got not only the pole, but of course got the victory. Although it was far from a straightforward race uh, today. Or Holy. easy. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I feel like we're going to be here. This is going to be a long episode. I, there's it's so possible. much talk about right let's just start with the way the, the race started just boom a nascar race i mean uh this is the thing i've been going backwards and forwards on just hold, hold me here like go for it i'm trying to work out in my mind if visually joguan mm-hmm. Yu's crash is worse than roman grosjean no no. So here's what I'm trying to say, right? Like, okay. The fire mm-hmm. is what tips out Grosjean, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Hitting the barrier and sliding down beneath the barrier and the wheel and being there for a very long time. This close. I think Grosjean, the fire, right? It's the fire that obviously would tip Grosjean ahead. But that was one of easily one of the scariest things I've seen yeah. in the last few years in the, in the sport, right? Because it was the whole mess of things. Like one, upside down, sliding across the track is all we saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife, Adina, pointed out to me, like, clearly they listened to the drivers about not showing yes. the inf- anything. And then also, I, th- I feel like they obviously showed the replays, but it... They feel like they limited it. It wasn't mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted to see what happened when I knew that he was okay, right? Yeah. Like, because I couldn't understand what had happened. Uh, it was an absolutely wild crash. Yeah. Um, you know, like basically what it seems like happened. It's it's it was a combination of George. George had a bad start. A few people mm-hmm. had a bad start, especially those on the hard. So there was a bu- there was a lot of bunching up in the field as we were coming off the line. And it seems like Zhuoguan Yu was coming down uh, the outside mm-hmm. and George was coming up alongside him. But there was a gap in the middle, which Gasly wanted to go for. And Latifi had just was, shot that gap too. So it wasn't like he yes. was just out of nowhere. Like they were yep. definitely moving. And so Gasly's going for it. George is trying to close the gap and or has seen him and or hasn't seen him. Kind of doesn't really matter, I feel like. But in doing that, Gasly's front tire hits George's back tire, sends George forward and to- more towards Zhuoguan Yu. Zhuoguan uh, Yu's tire hits George and it launches him. Yeah. I think Jensen Button said this. It was everything went wrong until Zhuoguan Yu got out of the car. Like, yeah. Every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong because for a car to be launched is unbelievable for it to go upside down to then jump the tires which are supposed to stop the car and then hit that barrier it's like there are parts of that track where this would have been much worse right like because there isn't always that gate sometimes there's gaps yeah there's different you know but yeah it was 
absolutely horrifying. And then at the same time, people are reacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albon slows down. Vettel, I think it was, hit him. Yep. I believe so. Albon yeah. spins right, hits the concrete wall head on, and then it's just a combination of, I'm assuming, uh, probably Esteban mm. and Yuki, I think, um, just basically ping-ponging. It was a yeah. an absolute melee. I will say, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're going to agree with me with this, if there was blame to be apportioned for this, I think it's a little bit on George because you can see in the onboard, George is on the inside, right? Like, And to be yeah. fair, I think Joe was completely doing his own thing, right? Like he was there. He was all the way to the edge of track. There's nothing he can do here. Gasly comes up, and I don't think George sees him, and George goes to close the door. Yeah. You see his head turns, looks toward the mirror, didn't see him, starts coming in. And from Gasly's point of view, he's going up, which to be fair, Gasly was making a very bold move, but he was following Latifi right through. It wasn't like he was doing something outrageous or whatever. He commits. He's already in between. George comes in, pincers him, and at that point, everything is set off. So while I feel for George, and also I feel for George because he got out of his car. He probably could have continued the race, but he got out of his car to go check on Joe, which was absolutely the human right thing to do in a scenario like that. But I think he got a little too punchy or just didn't see didn't see Pierre and just, just set it off. So, uh, look. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's tough because like this... To me, this feels like, while as horrible as it was, this is just race. Like it just felt yes. like it was just racing. I you know, this is just a, one of those bad racing incidents. Everyone was at that point trying to the same as like what happened to Albon, right? It's mm-hmm. just like it was just reactions and reactions happening poorly. Yeah, like because everyone was bunched up at that moment. It was a very odd start. It was a great start for some, right? Lewis and Max had great starts, but then when they restarted the race. They went back to grid order because they hadn't passed a. It's called the second uh, safety car two line, whatever mm-hmm. that means. There's just an area on the track that if you don't go past that, they just yeah. reset to the beginning because there hasn't been enough, nearly enough of the cars have passed the where like first corner basically. Yeah, it was so. There's like I feel like there's still more layers to this, right? Because not only did that happen but at the exact same time there were protesters who got on the track so i've got a, mm-hmm. there's a i saw a photo on twitter apparently yep. they were dressed as marshals and they hopped yep. the fence or something yep. but that actually i think is why the red flag flew almost immediately cuz normally when an incident like this happens i would assume that the FIA lets everyone kind of hit that safety car line you know everyone's past the incident or whatever let everyone go the 5 seconds farther or whatever since obviously there's no uh, danger up the track but it could have been that for sure, but like that was a really bad accident. Like, no, no, and, it absolutely was. But the know? red flag came out almost instantly. I think the red flag was actually for those protesters. Because they were the protesters- ready for this, by the way. So this yeah. this this protest had been rumored for days. It was an environmental protest. Oh, was it? Uh, the the police in uh, where the I think, is it Northumbrian police, which is where the area is, mm-hmm. were were pleading to for these protesters to to not do this and that they would help them arrange a peaceful protest. What I will say about this, it's environmental protest. Obviously, I believe in what these people were trying to speak about. Mm-hmm. I do not think that this was a good idea. <laughs> this is dangerous to so many people and could have been, like I think Martin Brundle said it, and I think he said it right, as terrible as that first accident was, mm-hmm. a blessing in disguise. Because yeah. uh, if that would have continued, and it... I can't even imagine the horrors yeah. that could have occurred 
at that point. And I just, uh, I think people should, it's or Northamptonshire being corrected by our wonderful live chat audience. Um, it's like, I, I, you know, these people should be able to protest at Formula One. I understand why you'd protest this if you're an environmental, uh, like advocate, like uh, yeah. activist. Like, I get it. Yeah. Not like that, though. <laughs> I, there is not a cause on earth I can imagine is worth people running onto an active racetrack that is being run with Formula One cars. Like, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, sure, I get it. You're going to try to get uh, attention. And to be fair, we're talking about them like everyone else is talking about them, right? So they accomplished their goal. But, I mean, talk about just reckless disregard for not only your lives, but the drivers, the actual real stewards. The marshals. Like just, yeah, just... Uh, just mm, yeah, I don't have anything good to say about that. I just... Uh, but they the f- were ready for it. So you might be yeah. right um, that that was why it was activated so quickly. They, they were ready for it. You know, it's like basically with, with where they got on the track, the mm-hmm. cars never would have gotten around to them at speed be- happening at the time that it happened. Sure, sure. Um, I don't think that, honestly, I don't think that these activists were taking that into consideration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty wild. Rough. Wild. But yeah, uh, just... A ridiculous start to the the race. It was, I think, a what forty five fifty minute red flag. It was quite a long red flag because mm-hmm. they were not only dealing with that, they had to clear up all the debris, and of course, Joe's car was literally wedged. I wish we could show photos without getting copy struck immediately, but like his car, you should look it up, was like wedged in between the tire bundle and the catch fence. And I think there's definitely something to be said. Uh, that catch fence, uh, if he would have bounced a little bit too much or whatever, that car would have been in those stands. Like the fact that he got yep. wedged in such a tiny spot incredibly lucky can you imagine being one of those spectators watching that car career towards you hopefully you caught a piece of carbon and didn't let it smash you in the head or something you got a souvenir can you imagine that feeling do you think you'd even be able to react oh i think so no no because remember it happened way farther down like they were still on the straight when he got flipped over so you would have seen him upside down sliding towards you for a few seconds i don't think anyone would have been super surprised i mean they were like it's like, I don't know if you've ever been to like a baseball game in person, but like usually mm-hmm. like, you know, you see a foul ball coming. You got a couple of seconds to go, oh, is that coming to me? Oh, it's coming to me. Oh, it's coming to me. Oh, that's coming to me. Like you got that second if you're paying attention. Yeah. And I guess lap. even though, you know, the fences are there for cars coming toward like, in your direction, you're going to be like, mm. yeah, that must have been pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Joe Guan Yu and Albon both went to the medical center and Albon went to hospital. Yeah. Um. Th- at the time of recording, it was very clear that Shogun Yu was okay. There has been some word that Albon was back in the paddock, maybe? I, I've, I've I, heard... Th- this is unclear to me. This is unclear to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to uh, speculate. Um, all I know is the official word, which was he went to the medical center on site, got his initial checks. Uh, they all have like little G meters, I think, in like their earpieces or something. I think it must have triggered that. And so it could have just been a thing, of, oh, hey, you had a really bad incident. Just go and get checked out. But we don't know. Uh, we think he's okay. He seems... Maybe as of right now he hasn't tweeted anything so okay yeah so uh hopefully hopefully he's all good but i can imagine you know i mean they're doing even though the race had just started they're doing real speeds and he went nose first they had a great shot of his williams sitting on top of the wrecker and the front end wasn't like obliterator it was like smashed like it looked so bizarre because he just went straight into which hey shout out to the car for not obliterating itself but yeah Hopefully he's okay. And I will say, even though I do put a little bit of blame for the incident on George, um, George did 100% the right thing by going, yeah. getting out of his car. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure the marshals are like, hey, 
get out of your stay away from your like stay away don't do this or whatever but he ran ran over and that's actually one of the 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 downsides uh we didn't really get to see what had happened because obviously they were trying to be very respectful as the tv director i think did a great job of you know keeping the replays to a minimum and whatnot but george definitely went over to try to go help because i'm sure there was a replay maybe you missed it i don't know but so there's a there was one of the replays george stops Mm -hmm. he looks right and he looks left then he gets out of the car and that i mean i gotta say Obviously, my bias is strong, so I'm going to say a lot of things over the next few minutes. <laughs> he was the only one that did it. Yeah. And it's rare to see that. Yep. Right? In general, it's rare to see that because it's dangerous. He got out of that car and he ran, right? Because he can see how bad that is. There's yeah. pictures I saw of George standing on top of the tire wall. Oh, really? He got up on top of the tire wall and he's, I don't know what he was doing in that moment, whether he's communicating with the marshals and like, and then he goes back to the car Mm -hmm. because he, you know, at this point, like I'm sure he's been told there's nothing he can do. He's been sent away. They're bringing the teams or whatever. Yeah. And there was, and George gave a post-race interview where he said like he could see at that point, it was a red flag. People were starting to rejoin Mm -hmm. and he couldn't restart his car at that point. Yeah. He then went to talk to Mercedes engineers, came back, and his car had been put on a flatbed. Mm-hmm. And because his car was put on a flatbed on the truck is why he was then told that he couldn't um, rejoin the race. Now, yeah. I understand the rules. The problem I have here is knowing these rules now says that George mm-hmm. should not go yep. to check on a teammate. Oh, like, like a teammate. Someone he, a colleague. Sure. Where I think you should be encouraged in that moment yeah. as someone who is there, right there, it, where nobody else can get there as quickly as George Russell. Like you could see it. George is running ahead of someone. Yeah. And, and I just feel that like that it doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. when there were so many cars yeah. on three wheels with no nose cones that got to rejoin the race. And I understand the rules, but then at the same time, if George didn't ask for his... I don't know. My point is it's like it's, there's a lot of complication around this. I think it's quite murky. I feel like the driver and all the teams in a situation like that should have a little bit more control over what's occurring to their cars. If other cars can just limp their way on three wheels back to the well, pits, why didn't George at least get the opportunity? I don't know. It's complicated. It's very yeah, complicated. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I 100% think that it was the right call for George to go. I mean, obviously, it was dangerous. You never want... you. Always want to be incredibly careful when you are drive or walking around yep. on an active racetrack, even if there is a red flag or you never know what's going on. And the fact that he went over to help is great. But I do kind of think that the issue was that once he got back to his car, it wouldn't start. And at that yep. point, if his car doesn't start, then of course it needs to be towed away. No one's going to delay the race yep. for that. No, so, you're right. You're right. I, I, and like, I understand, I as people are saying in the chat, like George is not qualified, blah, 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 blah. No. But I just think that, like, what? So imagine that. I don't know. Like the point is, like yeah. if he could have helped a situation, then he should help yeah, the situation. Course. We're human. He's a human being. Yeah. Shogun Yu is another human being. Yeah. 
because of some rule to the race, he shouldn't try and help him out. Like, yeah. I, I can't reconcile that, well, personally. It, it definitely did wreck George's race, right? In hindsight, uh, assuming there was no other damage, which it doesn't seem like there was, he turned off his car to get out to go help. When he came back, the car wouldn't want to restart. Assuming that the car was still running, which it seemed like it was at the time, although we would want to check replays, um, he could have just driven back to the pits, got you know fresh tires, and as you saw with a lot of the other drivers, probably done really well. So yeah. ultimately, I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a sticky conversation at the Mercedes pit wall tonight. That being said, I don't think anyone can fault him for doing what was absolutely the right human thing, if it wasn't the right competitive thing, of going and trying to help a driver who was clearly in a really, really tough situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because as well, wild, like it's wild. like yeah, you know, again, people say in the chat, you could have died. There were other people on the track at that moment when yeah. George is running. So it's not like cars yeah. are zooming around at 200 mile an hour. Like people were running towards the scene. George yeah. was one of them. I think that was I the right can't thing. fault him for that. It's a, he's a human being. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what you could say. I understand like in certain circumstances, if cars are still coming, I get it. Right. But yeah. that wasn't the case in this scenario. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I, look, uh, there's room for uh, discussion on it. Obviously, he was the only driver who got out. Other drivers could have hopped out, but everyone kept kind of running where he... It's a whole thing. I think George did the right human thing, and I think George, mm -hmm. even though he almost certainly left some points on the table by doing it, I think he should sleep soundly tonight knowing that he did the right moral thing. At least that's that's my call. Yes, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, this is... George was upset. He's lost... Yes, he's now the only race that he's not only not finished, he's not finished top five, which I think he... He probably could, could have, have. Yeah. still continued that today because of everything else that went down during the race. Because as well, he would have started back from his original grip position yep. if he would have been able to restart. Absolutely. I would agree with you. He can know that what there was no doubt in his mind that what he did was the right thing at that moment. And yeah. I know that if I was George Russell, that's what I would want to feel. I wouldn't want to feel that like, oh, should I have actually gotten yeah. out of that car and checked if he was okay? Like. Yeah, you so, can imagine if things did not have such a good uh, turn of events and you know, yes. Joe being okay, that the conversation around this would have been very different. And I think Joe uh, should buy George a beer or two, I think, at the very least. Uh, I think he, he owes him one after that because that was, that was wild. But that I think was, they owe each other beers. Yeah, Everybody fair, owes each other beers. <laughs> Gasly, enough. Russell, Joe Gagneau, there's beers all <laughs> around all happening around. over the next couple of days. Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, that was a lot for what was the first hour of the race, but really was the first lap, which ended up not counting, as you said, because of that safety line thing and the red flag and all this kind of stuff. Pretty much everyone got reset to where they were. Obviously, the cars who were farther back got promoted, you know, and, you know, George and everyone who was eighth, I think, and down. But the, the race got restarted. And it's easy to forget that that first restart, Max got a mega start. So did Lewis, right? So that restart definitely kind of disadvantaged them a yep. little bit. But once you got actually into the race, it was, man, it was a good race. Like, I don't think I was bored for one minute in this race. Like, it was exciting. There was always stuff was going constant. on. Yeah. People were out of position, which is always, yeah. I think, a, an exciting kind of thing. You see Lewis flying forward. And it's that first restart, man. That I, I, Look, I love Carlos. I'm going to just say this for the record. I love Carlos Sainz. I think he's a great driver. I think he's a little bit, maybe a half step behind, you know, like uh, Charles and Max and, and Lewis, but I think still a terrific driver. He, that was, I, look, if Max were pulling some of the moves that Carlos were pulling in that first lap or two, uh, I think people would have a different conversation. He was, I would say, almost 
recklessly defending, pushing Max all the way off the track. I mean, he was legitimately like six lanes wide. He got away with it, and I think nothing was like, no individual moment I think was egregious. But I was watching that, I was like, I don't know, man. That was, mm. especially after this huge wreck, and you're immediately just like, just swinging around. He wanted it. I, he wanted it so bad today. Yeah. Right? And that's, I'm not excusing him. I'm just saying, like, I think that was pretty evident. Carlos Sainz wanted that so bad today, and he was willing to do literally anything for it. One yeah. thing he did put, put super right was arguing against Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari? <laughs> like, I am not in F1, right? I am, yeah. We are very clearly backseat uh, commentators Drivers. on the sport, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand Ferrari and their strategy sometimes. Like, there were points in the race where it was like, why were they not doing the switchover sooner? You know, like, why were they making these suggestions about, like, you know, saying to science like, you need to be doing X speed, and so Leclerc, and then the whole time, yeah. Lewis is catching up to both of them. <laughs> like, and then that end one of, like, suggesting that, that Sainz was supposed to try and uh, hold Lewis back so Leclerc yeah. could have a launch, Man. which if they would have done that, I reckon, I reckon Lewis probably, mm, if... Lewis also probably Sergio would have run won that race if they would have if they would have kept to, if they would have actually stuck to that strategy. Yeah, Science would have been a sitting duck to them, and then I, Lewis would and then sorry and then Leclerc would have been pretty much straight after. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to say about Mercedes, and especially when you look at how well they've done this race compared to what Ferrari have done, and I think. Ferrari had pace today, but it's like, okay, so obviously they had a lot of questionable strategy decisions, which thankfully, like you said, Carlos pushed back on. But also, yep. it's easy to forget that sort of, in that second restart, both Leclerc and Sergio both got damaged. In fact, very similar damage to the front wings. The difference was was that Checo could not live with it, was super slow, came into the pits, swapped his nose, which obviously ended up being a terrific call in the end. But Leclerc yep. spent almost the entire race missing a front wing end plate. Now, that being said, he lost that because he just kind of like Carlos in a way, took a ridiculously aggressive dive and just, I mean, like, that first restart, there was so much nonsense. Like, everyone, like the fact that there was not another major collision and they only just kind of kept bumping, like, everyone was, everyone needed to calm down. I think Lewis was the only yeah. one who was like, being respectful and reasonable. Everyone else is just like, they're trying to like be a Machamp over here with four elbows out, just kind of like trying really to cover weird. everything. It was super weird to see, as you say, right? Like between Verstappen and Sainz and Leclerc and Perez, that amount of aggression yeah. after such a horrific first attempt. Like it was, it was quite peculiar. Like you, uh, I, you would naturally assume, obviously these people are very daring, but you would maybe assume a little bit more meekness after seeing something like that occur. But no, it was more <laughs> aggressive than the first attempt, which is the first attempt, which is unlucky. Yeah. Um, and it really was wild. And there was a lot of these kinds of moments throughout the race. Uh, Max picked up some damage somewhere mm -hmm. to his underfloor absolutely yeah. destroyed his race yeah yeah no it was tough so essentially it seemed like it was actually probably from uh checo's car it seemed like because it was about the same part of the track but yeah he uh i think ran over some carbon because he did have a puncture i'm pretty sure but also i don't think it was just the puncture i think it was also some damage to the floor um yeah I will say one thing as someone who does like Max maybe a touch more than the average person. Um, I think the 
fans at Silverstone were not a big fan of Max this weekend. If I'm just going to just be a little broad in no. general, I don't think he was the the favorite person. And, no. Uh, I mean, he got massively booed uh, during the qualifying interviews mm-hmm. uh, where I don't think he could hear the interviewer. And, man, people were excited to see Max coming in because by most – I mean, Max was probably the fastest person this weekend, right? He got he unlucky. Is basically every weekend. Exactly, yeah. He got unlucky with qualifying and certainly unlucky in the race picking up the damage where, I mean, he was, to be fair, whining a lot about it, which, you know, fair enough. But, I mean, it's dry, it's undrivable. It's 100% broken, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Max, you're fine. Lots There's of people like had their moments today. Leclerc, too, right? Like, Leclerc Absolutely. was very, very upset. Also, just as a side note, um, can the Ferrari team upgrade their driver mics? I can hardly understand any of the Ferrari drivers. It's just like, <laughs> Maybe that's purposeful. <laughs> copy, sure thing. It's like, what? What did you just say? Like, it's not even like, like there's just like accents. It's literally like, it's like their mics are like in their mouths or something. So Ferrari, you guys make a lot of money. Can y'all just like maybe get some new mics? Just, I, I do think as that. well, it was made better by the fact that like, during these moments today, those drivers were both under an intense amount of pressure, maybe more than usual. So they were both very upset as well as their microphones being kind of trashy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was that it was pretty funny. Oh, God. But yeah, man, I feel like I'm just trying to remember all the things that happened. Because so once Max came in, it was very much looking like a Ferrari race. But Lewis was in the hunt pretty much the whole time. Like, he was never dropped too far behind. There was a lot of strategy with the Ferraris trying to figure out, like, who's going to pit when. There was a little bit of a gap between when, I think, because Carlos came in first, got the hards. They weren't firing up too much. And Lewis was like, yeah, Bono, my tires are fine. No worries. My tires are fine. Like, I, it was like a real, like... He was very much like, do not bring me in. I am doing fine. And he was doing fine. Although ultimately that stint didn't give him any kind of huge advantage, but he led some laps. And uh, man, I think the Silverstone crowd, you know, it's obviously always hard to tell on TV because, you know, they can turn their mics up and down. But I don't think I've ever heard a crowd that loud in a TV broadcast. Like no. there's points in which I can there hear the commentators That over moment it. during the, some of the best laps of racing I've ever experienced mm. after the uh, safety car restart. When they were like, you know, three abreast with Alonso pulling up behind them, right? So what was it? It was uh, Perez, Leclerc, Lewis. When Lewis did that truly beautiful move, the crowd was so loud, I couldn't hear the commentators. Same, same. What an incredible moment, though. I know, like, obviously we're skipping a lot of stuff that happened in the middle of the race, but like (laughs) the, the after the safety car restart, which was what, 12 laps to go, 11 laps to go, something something like like that. that. Yeah. that may have been some of the best racing I've ever watched, period. Seeing yep. four cars mixing it up like that, going three wide. There's a point where it looked like they were going to go four wide into a corner. I could not believe it. I mean, obviously, I'm going to keep saying this because I've said it for almost every episode we've done. Shout out to the 2022 cars for actually allowing cars mm-hmm. to like follow and not just be completely stuck in all the wake. But, oh, I like... I wasn't even standing up. I was like floating above my floor. I could not. Like, it was so ridiculous. Man, Just to see. I cannot tell and, you oh. my feeling when I realized Sergio Perez. When, when they were getting ready, I was like, oh no, Sergio. Because like, I was convinced, right? Lewis podium. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a lot of the race, I thought he was going to win it. Right. And I, totally, uh, I, I was do wonder, I think without that safety car, he might have. Genuinely might have. Maybe. Perez would not have caught up. Yeah. He was like 20 yeah. seconds behind. Yep. 
and it's it's possible. It was possible. It was at least very likely for second place possible win. Because look, Lewis was hitting fastest lap after fastest lap. He would hit it. Leclerc would hit it. He would hit it again and again. Mercedes, maybe they're back. They're in the hunt. Back ish. I I, I do think Silverstone's probably a better track for them. Like they said this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. A, a little bit flattering. And also, I do think they weren't quite on the pace. Because think of, I know what was going with Carlos. Because, I mean, again, Leclerc had a literal chunk of his like front wing missing and was still, generally speaking, faster than Carlos. Uh, it was ultimately Leclerc got really unlucky with that safety car because everyone else was able to come in and pit. And he was stuck with his old hard tires, which. Uh, he did a great job of of sort of salvaging what he could out of it, but ultimately, you know, uh, at that point, his race was kind of ruined. Um, but yeah, I dude, would uh, say they were on the pace. I mean, even at the end, like Lewis was still hitting faster laps than Sergio. Yeah, yeah, he, but Lewis uh, had the fastest lap today. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, Mercedes, it, were look, quick. it may be that Silverstone helps them. Oh, Lewis, I, I forgot, I forgot. Uh, Lewis had the cheer bonus. Uh, that was that was the extra wind that was going Look, in his direction. The, 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 the <laughs> I think it all helps. Genuinely, like he had that added level of motivation. It's a track that obviously he knows incredibly well. But three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you wouldn't have expected this to occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That like that it was very possible. Lewis Hamilton. Well, Lewis Hamilton was in for a chance to win this race. A strong yeah. chance to win this race. Yeah. I think it is showing, because they brought upgrades this week too, they are at least in a position to build stronger from. Like that, mm-hmm. There might be other races this season where one of the two of them could win it. And I think I, maybe up until this week, I was the only person who was believing that that was a possibility. <laughs> it, it was, they, they are doing well. They're closer. I just don't, th- I still think Red Bull and Ferrari are still a bit faster, generally speaking. I mean, Who even knows? Lewis, like in the, in the post race, uh, like, you know, the interview is like, yeah. it's like, look, when I had a Red Bull behind me, I can't, you know, if they're behind you, they're going to get you. Yeah. But, you know, but it, the, a race is more than those laps, right? And I think that was what Lewis was showing today. Uh, it was, this was different, mm-hmm. right? This was different than what we have seen. Um, in some previous races, they were in a stronger position. It wasn't that like Lewis got third place because everyone else had exploded, yes. right? Like yeah. you know, he was he got it, he earned it. There were lots of fast cars around him in that moment. Like he got there, man. Yeah. It was just this was just from mm. like from from the beginning to the end, right? From lights to, to flag, like this was absolutely stupendous like there are moments in this race that we're not even remembering yeah. that we would have spoke about in previous races as some of our favorite moments of the race like, yeah this was just amazing you know mick schumacher got his first points yeah shout and out and i just gotta say like max just no no just give it a rest for a minute will you right <sighs> like it just can't he cannot help but run everyone like ah, you go off the track you you're off the track you know he just can't help himself yeah i feel like max was racing totally fair i mean mick Get, was nah. bold he was he was giving it a good effort but what do you mm-hmm. think max verstappen is going to just pull off and let you buy because he feels no. bad for you like of course not i'm just saying just <sighs> you know 
Take a holiday, you know? <laughs> Just take a week off. You're ahead enough. You don't need the next race. I think You'll he be needs fine. I think he needs a break. He's so angry all the time. I think he's you know? fine actually, Mike. I, I think that's coming from a different place. Uh, maybe a little bit more of a nefarious reasoning behind that. Man, just what an absolutely terrific race. I feel like I almost want to go tonight and watch the whole replay of it again. Maybe I'll fast mm. forward the red flag bit. But, man, it just it was so exciting. There was yep. so much going on. Obviously, it was not a great race for everyone, as we might talk about some backmarkers and some underperformers. But uh, as a F1 fan, I am so happy to see. And it's just like qualifying is great. We had the rain. We had what a just ridiculous race. I mean, you had the crazy crash. You had the restart. You had the safety car. But also just not only was the grid a little bit mixed up through all the nonsense, but also just there was so much to do, right? Like everyone who was there was like, oh, really pushing for this. Like it wasn't one of those things where, oh, you saw the Red Bulls go 80 seconds up the road and everyone's kind of taking a nap. I mean, just it was nonstop action. Mm-hmm. Back marker of the race. I, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. There were no back markers this race. And as tradition... We're a little uh, broad with our definition of backmarkers. And so, uh, because there were, what, 14 drivers who finished? I think anyone in the, I don't know, back part of the race count, I'm going to say Mick. I'm going to say Mick Schumacher. Uh, is that probably the correct thing to say if someone who finished eighth and got uh, a few points? Look, no. we've long established there are no rules okay, to perfect. this portion because uh, I'm going to go with Zogan Yu. I just feel like, wait, you what? know. <laughs> wait, what? I'm just gonna give it to him. He he to go through that, <laughs> to go through that and walk away. I, you know, I, I just mean, gotta say, you know, bit that's of respect fair. shown there, Mike. I, you picked but, someone who came eighth. Yeah, you picked someone who I could have driven a Formula One car as far as as no, Joe did. I don't did. think you could have. I could I have think, driven it. Look, I don't think you would start. I could, no. I don't think you I, could get I, it off the line. I, I don't think you could do it. I, could I do don't it. think you could do it. No, um, I don't think you could do it. All right. Well, you think that you wouldn't stall it? Eventually, I'd get it going. It'd be fine. I could make it. I don't think it. you could. No, because I think you, like me, would wreck the clutch before we got it going. I'll press the little button. I'll have my little clutch paddle let in, and I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send it. Nothing Look, like, I, I could do it. I <laughs> You'll send it. I'll send you, it. <laughs> you, of course, I'll send that's it. That's the way you're going to do it. You're going to send it. If you don't send it with enough revs, that's how you stall. That's how you get anti-stall. Matt. I don't think you could do it. I don't think you could do it. Okay. Well, I don't know how we can prove this. I know how we can prove this. Call 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 your uh, Silverstone buddies. Let us let us in. Uh, it is actually you can drive all of one cars, but I don't, uh, oh well. I know I was sending you a thing on Instagram the other day. You sent me a thing. The yeah. Formula Four thing. So there is open seater. Okay, look, we can maybe do some open wheel racing, Mike. I feel like maybe that's what we need to do right now. We'll settle this on the track. I don't have a driving license. They're not going to let dri- me do it. What? Do, what uh, you don't? Fine. You think you don't need a driving license? You, you think that if I the- rocked up and said, I don't know how to drive a car, <laughs> will you let me in one of these? Yeah, I, I just think you're confident and just tell, tell them about your F1 2022 experience and yeah, they'll and be like, come right on, we'll take your money. I was, I've seen Broke versus Pro. Hey, that's a different thing. As I just told you. Yeah, it's a video your- game and you can't, can't keep it like but, on the track. You know what I'm saying? Like. I I know how to drive. I've driven cars on real racetracks before. I I, can, I know how to drive. I'm I'm I know how to do the paddles. I know how to shift. I, I'm I'm I, I'm pretty confident. If I got behind the wheel of even like an F4 car, do you I, know how to drive stick? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. I okay. Look, I'm not going to say that I would be good or fast, but I'm pretty confident in my ability to make it around a lap without crashing it. I mean, yeah, when you do like work my neck out my left leg, yes, I could do it. I could do it. Work I'm just saying. Work my neck out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got to. No, I know, but I'm saying like, it's funny to me that you think that like you would go through that experience and maybe you'd have a sore neck. Do you see how they train their necks? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look. I, look. I'm I'm t- I'm telling you, man. If I knew that I had a chance to get in like an open wheel car, I'd mm-hmm. spend like a month just like tr- just doing the stupid neck exercises, just stepping on my left. Po- I'm just saying, if I ever got the opportunity, I'd be a thousand percent on it, and I could. I feel like I feel like with a little bit of practice, I could launch I just a, a Formula One car two hundred feet. Yeah, we are not stating a Formula One car. You uh-huh. are saying you could drive his current F one twenty twenty two car. Yep. Further is what you're saying. If you, okay. I'm assuming you mean with no one around <laughs> yeah, yeah. you. Everyone's away. I'm pretty sure I can make it from the start finish line to the first corner without crashing. I could do that. I could do that. If Tom Cruise can do it, I could get do it, it off the start line. It might take me a couple tries, and I might need someone to help me restart the car. But uh, I could do it. No, but then that's not you doing it. I genuinely think you would wreck. They would need to change parts on the car before you would get off the line. Nevertheless. No one can tell me what to do. Zhou Guan Yu is my back marker okay, of the race. Okay, all right. Look, look, that's fine. Uh, I just don't appreciate the shade that you're throwing at me because I'm pretty sure I could, I could do it. But it's fine. You Next started time, it. I, how about this? If I can ever make it in an open-wheel car, 200 meters, then you have to give me the back marker of the race for the next episode. Does that seem fair? Yeah, sure. You would, <laughs> it would be my favorite thing of that race. If you could do that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start practicing. I'm going to call those people who are doing the, the, this thing at Silverstone. I'm going to get ready, man. I'm going to start training. I'm going to hit the If I'm any hit the of our listeners can make this happen, we'll do whatever it takes now to look, prove I, this back. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, if you look at my bucket list items, number one, drive a Formula One car. Number two, be in like a fighter jet. Like Those are the two things I want to do in my bucket list, period. So if I can get close to one of those things, I'd be really happy. I think I could do it, though. I feel like I try hard enough and I wouldn't crap my pants. I think I could do it. I believe in myself like Max Verstappen believes that he's the world's greatest driver. That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> underperformer of the race? Oh, Ricardo, man. Yeah, Bro, I agree. I just, I, just, I, I don't, don't get it, man. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I just, I don't understand anymore. I don't get it. Um, what have we got? Lando came in at sixth. Yeah. And Daniel Ricardo, 13th, which is penultimate. Mm-hmm. So he could have been even further down if there weren't six people out. Well, he would have been. He would have been. I don't, I don't, I almost don't want to talk about this. I, is Ricardo around next year? Is he really going to stick around? Like, it seems like the rumor is, is Didn't that- McLaren say yes recently? Yes, they did. So the way that I understand it, uh, last year, Ricardo signed a three-year deal, right? So the option for him to leave is actually on his side, not on McLaren's. Now, I'm sure if he does atrocious, there's probably some clause, but it seems like- Danny Rick has the seat for this year, next year, if he wants it. Now, mind you, if he is disheartened or anything like that, obviously he does not need to drive. I'm sure McLaren would be very happy to buy him out of the contract if they could. But this is getting to the point where, like, I don't know what's going on. I can't judge as someone who doesn't know necessarily how to drive a Formula 1 car 200 feet yet. No, no, you said you definitely know and you 100% can do it. I could do it, but uh, I I would say that I'm still not maybe the qualified expert on what's going on. But 
I, I, I don't know what's going on. I just don't. We don't have the old Danny Rick, and it's so yeah. sad. But like, just it's 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 got to be so disheartening too. Like I can imagine it just being a spiral because every time it's like, why are you so much slower? And it's like, I don't know. It's this. It's that. It's like he's like he doesn't have the confidence, right? Because I I just I would like to raise a frustration I have with Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Why does he make all these bets about getting podiums? Just get podiums. Yeah. You know where it's like, yeah. oh, you got to get a tattoo if I do it. No, no, no. Do your job. Yeah. Right? Uh, so Adam, it's the- not about like, oh, this is so unlikely that if I am happen to do it, you should get a tattoo. No. Yeah. Just like get the podium, Danny. Like you can do this. You have a car that can perform better yeah. than what you're doing right now. Do it. Like I feel because look, I yeah. like him as much as the next person. He seems like a super nice guy. I want to see him do well, but I when I look at the the driver lineup and you know I am aware of how much talent exists out there in F two F three and how much talent has to move through. Like I want to start seeing women in these cars. Yeah, right. Jamie Chadwick, like, I feel like deserves a seat on the grid right now. Yeah, and well. I think that probably she would need to go through F2, right? Like, uh, I don't know I, what these W Series cars are like compared I don't think she has enough F1 super cars. license points, but just like from a right. talent perspective. But sure, sure. I agree. I agree with your point. Or at least like she is someone who's out there is like she mm-hmm. is she has outperformed her class. Absolutely. Right? It's kind of now nobody in W Series is getting the opportunity to perform better because Jamie Chadwick just keeps winning all the time. Yeah. So it's like I look at some of the people on this list are saying the same thing with Latifi, right? Who, mm-hmm. you know. Bless his little heart. Oh, I just realized he didn't even finish in the top 10. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I hadn't paid attention to this until I just looked at it now. He did uh, outperform Ricardo, though. Now, I will say one thing. Um, someone in the chat, uh, I think Adam is saying that apparently Danny Rick's DRS is broken for most of the race. Fair enough. I will say that all actually. All right, that's today then. Yeah, 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 that is a major disadvantage when you're sort of in those DRS trains. If you don't have DRS, you can get detached really quickly. But yeah, you're right. Like, that's a problem with today, but you could discount today and there's still so many times. Like we just like, if he had, think about the conversation we'd be having about Danny Rick, if he did not win Monza last year. Right. I mean, the fact that he had that terrific race, he's had little flashes of like being decent, but like either Lando Norris is the world's greatest racing car driver by a long shot or Danny Rick doesn't have the confidence to get what he needs out of the car. And I think while I rate Lando highly, and I actually do think, because it's always one of those things where it's like, you know, it was even like when like uh, Michael Schumacher, like when he first got into F1, Martin Brundle was his um, teammate. And Brundle got dropped because it seemed like Brundle sucked. It actually turned out that no, Michael Schumacher was just amazing. But when you don't have the context, when you don't really know, you know, both sides of it, I, I think Lando is doing a really, really good job. But also, regardless, I do think Danny Rick is underperforming. <sighs> I just, I, I mean, that's this time. Uh, I did just want to note because I forgot about it. Uh, much better showing for Aston Martin. Well, not in qualifying. <laughs> then qualifying is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Ninth yeah. oh. and eleventh, which is a shame that they couldn't get two in the points. Yeah. Um, but you know, Seb got ninth on his birthday. Happy birthday! Shout out, Seb. Looking good. I for couldn't 35. believe he was thirty-five. Yeah. I feel like this might just be this. Like I have this thing about age and experience, so that kind of stuff in my brain. But like, I just naturally assumed Seb is much older than me because yeah. because of who he is and what he does. But no. 
Dude, I'm actually, I'm right there with you. So my 30th birthday is coming up soon and I'm looking around at how many of the drivers are like, yeah. No, that upsets me because you just, I've forgotten you weren't 30 yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're invited to my birthday party if you want to come out. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go drive uh, F4 cars on the track. It's going to be very fun. Yeah, you wish. I wish. Yeah, it would be really fun. Oh, man. But yeah, dude, just what an absolute action-packed race. I just, I, Mm -hmm. I, it's rare for me to want to go and rewatch a race. I mean, I, I like watching like historical races sometimes just kind of to see some of the highlights and stuff. But I legitimately want to go and rewatch that race. It was so good. I just, oh. and it was so good for so good reasons, right? It wasn't like, I feel like a lot of times I don't really want to rewatch a race because like, oh, you can just see the highlight of like, you know, I've seen, you know, Lewis and Max coming together at cops like a million times, right? Like I've seen the highlight, but this race was just so entertaining. What was? I mean, I guess. Can I ask? Was there a favorite part of the race you had? It was just not. I mean, it's the, yes. It's like the last ten laps, like, the, the final restart. Yeah, yeah. Like from from that moment, but like not even just from the restart. It was like a couple of laps into the restart when it all started mm. just going bananas. Yeah, um, and then again, like maybe not the last two laps. You know what I mean? So it's like just this like yeah. little window of that fight for second and third. When like that that was what I what I liked. When literally the four cars were all dicing it up. Through, yeah. yeah, I think it was the second or third lap. I think once DRS was enabled, I think. I don't have to rewatch it. But that moment when they were all yeah. going back and forth, and Lewis was all ahead, and then Checo came through, and then And then Alonso Leclerc, comes in, and I'm like, no, Fernando, go away. <laughs> you know? It's like, you are not needed right now. There's good, already man. enough going on, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just, it was, it was wild. But I, yeah, I think... Not only my favorite race of the year so far. Um, last year had some terrific races, but last year did not have the like they were good races for the front two to to run mm. away. Last year did yeah. not have the kind of excellent sustained racing from so much of the field. Like it was just nonstop action. Yeah. Um, yep. only thing that puts a little black mark here is just making sure that, uh, Alex Albon is okay, which again, we yep. very much hope that he's totally okay. And they're just, you know, precautionary checks. But you know, it's one of those things where you can see this ridiculous crash where you see a flip and getting wedged and everything. And, and Joe seems to be fine. I think he's already been released and said, Hey, you're, you're good to go. But yep. you know, you might just get nosed into the wall, but it's one thing to see on TV. It's another thing to experience the G force and experience the kind of the violence of an accident like that. So hopefully our buddy Alex is, is all good because yeah that was in hindsight especially when you look back at what his car looks like that was a hell of a shunt yeah just uh, before we finish up i want to just review the standings because it's all changed now yeah all so the driver's standings yep max verstappen sergio perez yeah goodbye ferrari nice to know (laughs) you enjoy the rest of the season yeah i'm worried about them now you should be I mean, to be fair, uh, it could have been worse. Max being, what, 7th or 8th or whatever, or 7th, uh-huh. uh, did drop a lot of points here. Mind you, he's still well in the lead, but he's not... 181 to Sergio's 147. But exactly. he's not... Like, this is again, right? Like, one DNF, Sergio wins a race, and mm-hmm. now we're like... Right up there. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. now we're trading backwards and forwards. Now there's no team orders, right? Now we're like, let's let whoever wins, wins. If it's not going to be... You know, I would love to see Sergio win the championship, honestly, because I just think that'd be great. Uh, so then Carlos Sainz, 138. And, uh, sorry, 
Charlico 138, Carlos Sainz 127. So they're really close again, right? Yeah. And so now they're, they can't be team orders at Ferrari. Well, uh, George Russell. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, in you know, theoretically, yes, there's always a favored, <laughs> right? There's always a favored. And Charles is a better, Charles is a better driver than Carlos, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. uh, I something I note noted today. This was uh, Carlos Sainz 150th race and Charles 70th race. And mm, yeah. there's just something about that. It's like the difference between them, it seems, on the track compared to experience is kind of struck, it struck, struck me a bit. Yeah. Georgia, 111. So he's still doing great. I mean, this is, this is the benefit of just the one DNF for him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That yeah. like he's completely missed a race, but it is not massively affected him. He's 16 points behind Carlos Sainz. Yeah, uh, yeah, considering Carlos just won a Grand Prix, right? So like that's that that consistency angle. Lewis at ninety three now to Lando. Then he, I think it's when you're looking at where they are, then a big drop down to Lando yeah. uh, at fifty eight. So that top six is now. I think there's a lot to play for when you go from like at least two to six, two to five. It's not a huge gap in it, really. No, no, not at all. And you've seen crazy races like this happen. You know, all it takes is some unreliability, some unluckiness. Um, it's not outside the realm of possibility that something crazy could happen. That being said, I think Max is still a very, very heavy favorite for mm-hmm. this championship. He is. Um, we're getting to the point where I would say most of the cars are getting fairly settled on their upgrades, just considering cost cap and stuff. I'm sure teams will continue to tweak into tune and whatnot but i don't expect massive changes i feel like the pecking order as far as the performance is probably mostly set at this point so i'd be very surprised if you know ferrari pulls out another you know three tenths of a second out of the hat or red bull can't respond or anything like that so i think red bull are in incredibly strong shape i think Mm -hmm. max personally is in incredibly strong shape but as we've seen it does not take much for the tables to turn very quickly um the question is just i mean Checo is not going to challenge Max, right? I, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't I, know. Could I don't Checo, think so either. But I, I, you know, could Checo challenge? Like, would Red Bull let them let him do that? I don't know. I'm purely speculating now. But like, would they it really depends, want Checo right? to win? I'm just saying, Max so is look, the his, favorite. I think son. it's two points. Like, I think it's two points. Yeah. Red Bull always just want to win. Right. Yeah. I think ultimately. So they'll just, you know, they just want to win because you end up in that situation like we saw with the Ferraris today. Like, if you're not making decisions, you end up losing ground. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if Checo keeps being on him, keeps being on him, and they keep holding him back, I don't know. I think the more interesting thing right now, though, because I agree with you, the, the likelihood of, of, of that occurring uh, is slim. Well, I think maybe the more interesting thing right now is uh, Red Bull 328. Mm-hmm. Ferrari 265, Mercedes 204. Mm. Less than yeah. 60 points now between Ferrari and Mercedes. We'll see. Still a lot of points, but yeah, I mean, Mercedes are clearly I mean, not it's a up. lot of points, but yeah. we're only halfway. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I will say I am loving this season. I am loving Such this a great race. season, man. Formula like, 1, it's it's, it's last it's season was so good, right? Like, yeah. clearly, you know, everyone was saying it, maybe the best season of all time. I don't think we're at the level of last season yet, Mm-mm. personally, but yeah. I'm loving it for a whole different set of reasons. 
you know, because last season was so great because Max and Lewis. Absolutely. Like, that made Legends. last season so incredible, right? Yeah. Um, and we don't have that this year. We don't have that between anyone. Like, Leclerc and Max are not on it every mm. single race. It looked like it might be that way, but as we said many times before, like, if Max is unhindered, he will win. Yeah. And, like, that wasn't the case last year, right? Like, it wasn't the case of, like, if Lewis is unhindered, he will win. Mm-hmm. Like, because Max was, you know, they would just beat each other. They were even. With, they were very them. even last yeah, year. They were very even, especially towards the second half of the season. They were very even. Because I think uh, Max caught up a lot on Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Mercedes started incredibly strong, and Max ended up catching up. and. Yeah. Surpassing. I feel kind there's of. pain in that word you just dropped there. Surpassing. It's not. It's. It's just. You know. We know now. It's yeah. not as clear, is it? It's just not that clear. So, yeah. you know, it's why I said, like, I say this. You know, people might not believe me when I say this. I, there would be some justice for Max winning for him, which I can appreciate. Like, if mm-hmm. he wins, this, if he wins the championship this year, it's like, boom, I did it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. next. Race, Austria and Grand Prix. Red, Red Bull, Bull Ring. Ring. Let's go. Sprint weekend. It's a sprint weekend next oh, weekend. Did I you forgot. know that, Austin Evans? It's I forgot. No, I yep. did not. Ooh, so spicy. qualifying Friday, sprint weekend Saturday to set the grid order, but not the pole position because that makes sense. The grid <laughs> order for the race on Sunday. Very spicy. I look forward to it. I actually, I mean, I know it might not be the most exciting track on the calendar. I like the Red Bull Ring, though. I feel like I like the way it looks. I like the verticality of it. It's a fast Um, track. Yeah, yeah. It's a fast track. It's not a super long track, but it's a fast, quick track. So uh, looking looking forward to it. I will say that just on good tracks, you know, having been played a lot of F122, like I was excited for today because Silverstone is a fantastic racetrack. And like, you know, you feel that when you're driving it in the game, right? Like, this is a fun, fast racetrack that's laid yep. out very nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, just as a quick follow-up to that, I still cannot get a car around Monaco in that game. <laughs> it's I can't tough, do it. Man. It's I tough. can't do it. And it's gotten harder. It is harder. <laughs> Baku, incredibly hard too. Yep. Like, that, that that corner that I mentioned, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the where you go up, to the, co- the Leclerc corner. You almost have to handbrake turn to get around that. It's incredibly difficult to get. Yeah, and I can I cannot. I DNF'd both Monaco and <laughs> Baku, which is one after the other. But I still won the championship with two races uh, left in the in the well, calendar. I'm very proud of you, Mike. And I look Me forward and to our. It. Look, I look forward to our head to head and and single seaters. That's all I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? I'm not. I'm not challenge you, except yep. that I'm challenging you right now. And um, what will happen is be the winner will be whoever's car just happens to accidentally nudge forward, because neither of us will what? be able to start one of these vehicles under our own power. Mike, I am disappointed in your lack of confidence in my abilities, and I look forward to proving you wrong. If you would like to catch video versions of this show, go to backmarkers.live. If you want to catch the audio podcast version, go to backmarkers.fm. We are uh, at Backmarkers Live on Twitter, so you can come and tweet at us um, if you would like to. You can share your thoughts, share your opinions. We'd love to have them. We could talk about them on future episodes. Uh, we usually do a bit of hangout afterwards, uh, after our live streams, um, so you can come and hang out with us live, but you can also catch that extra hangout time on our YouTube channel at backmarkers.live is the easiest way to get to that, because uh, it's 
I don't know how easy it is if you search the backmarkers on YouTube. I don't know. Maybe there are a lot of backmarkers on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so just go to backmarkers.live and it's the easiest way to get to us. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's next week, yes. Next um, week. We're going to be on Sunday. We'll talk about the sprint uh, as well as the full race itself. At this point, who knows what we're going to see. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. And we'll be back next time. Say goodbye, Austin Evans. Goodbye until we meet on the mean streets of Silverstone and real cars to determine who gets the optimal team orders and who has to do intros and outros. Nobody finishes a show quite like Austin Evans. In that. <laughs> Under his own steam, he won't finish. Like So cannot start a car, cannot finish a show. Fair. <laughs>